All powers to the people, African power to an African people. It's your brother Yang and Krumah. Oh no. It's your brother Yang and it's your brother Yang and Krumah coming from uh, the People's Black Panther Radio. Man, after a long hiatus, and it is good to be back. Um, tonight's show. So you bear with me, man, because I've been out of practice, been out of sync for a minute. But like I said, it's good to be back. Doing our thing. Let me make sure that we're on. It's good to be back doing our thing. So, you know, tonight's show, we're going to touch on a variety of topics. We're going to touch on the things going on with Keith Lamont Scott in North Carolina, the protest, how that goes down. Let's talk about, let's get into a little bit of politics. Let's talk about this Trump and Hillary business going on in American politics and how it affects us as African people over here. You know, should we be involved in it? Um, let's talk about, I'm hearing from the latest report that Betty Shelby has been charged with felony manslaughter. So we can talk about. All powers to the people. Four seven zero one nine seven three. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, okay. Listen, I've been doing a whole. Let me try this again, starting from the beginning. All powers to the people. African power to an African people. This is Chairman Yang and Kruma with the People's Black Panther Radio. I'm thinking I didn't went through a whole tirade and thinking that I'm on and had it on mute. Bear with me, people. We've been on a hiatus for so long that I have to get acclimated again with the uh, operating the blog talk. So if we be patient, then I'm sure that this will flow like uh, flow smooth as butter. But some of the topics that I wanted to talk about tonight was the shooting in North Carolina of Keith Lamont Scott and the response of the protesters in North Carolina. And what needs to be done? What are some of the ways, what, what are some of the solutions? What are some of the ways to stop this senseless, brutal attack and killing of unarmed black people throughout America. I mean, this is starting to become, it's, it's, it's becoming so uh, commonplace now that I think that it's, you know, that there is no fear of reprisals or repercussions from the police. Even to the effect that, they, that they're saying that they're reporting that the police chief in North Carolina won't release the dash cam videos. So what are some of the ways that we can let these people know that this type of behavior won't be tolerated? We have to get out of my whole thing is, for me personally, is getting out of being afraid to call a spade a spade. When we stand up for ourselves, 
when we start to address these issues, then a lot of people want to ta- put the racist card on you and have you scared to. But I follow the opinion of the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, who said, yeah, I'm a race man. If putting my race first, if being concerned about my race is racist, then call me a racist, then I'm a race man. This is one of the problems we have. Pulling, I, I believe in accountable spending, accountable economics. We are some of the only people that will spend without worrying about what our black dollar goes to. You would never find anyone in the Jewish community spending $1 with any company or industry that supported Nazi Germany. You would never find that. But us as African people, we have what's called unaccountable spending. We spend with anyone, even if these companies or industries back atrocities in the Congo. So we should talk about, look at those uh, suggestions. As a revolutionary, I'm not one that is a big reformist or a big one that believes that the system can be changed through political wrangling, through complete integration and assimilation in an oppressive capitalist system. I'm not one that believes that, but I am one. I am a realist, and I'm a fighter, and I'm one that believes when a man is fighting, you have no right. Well, in fact, it's insanity to tell a man how to fight. So if some of my brothers and sisters believe that going through there, going through that process and procedure will bring about some type of, at the very least, acknowledgement to the issues concerning Africans here in America, then I'm not above supporting them and encouraging them and trying to motivate them to continue their fight in that standard and struggle. Anywhere you find us and any way that we can alleviate some of the oppression that is being rained down on us, heaped on our very heads, then I say African brothers and sisters, black brothers and sisters, it's a duty, it's incumbent upon you to continue that struggle, to fight in that very manner. So you find uh, the brothers and sisters, the displaced and disfranchised, the um, marginalized African brothers and sisters in Charlotte, North Carolina, angry, and tearing up, and this anger is displayed through uh, destruction. But my thing is, can you blame them? I hear a lot of people criticize the crowd, they're tearing up, they're doing, but can you blame them? Even Dr. King, with his passive, peaceful self, with his turn-the-other-cheek self, had a very prolific and powerful quote when he said that riding is the voice of the voiceless. So how do we empower these brothers and sisters to be heard? They want to know how they're being heard. And we at the People's Black Panther Party, we take this on as a challenge. How can we empower our brothers and sisters? How can we implement strategies? How can we go into these areas of impoverishment, poverty, ignorance, crime, things that have been visited upon us? by displacement from the African continent, by the rape and robbery of our culture, by the rape and robbery of our mental faculties and senses, morals and ethics. You find a lot of these conditions exist in our neighborhoods because we emulate and assimilate a people that their way is not conducive to our nature. And so when things hit us and we haven't empowered ourselves, we haven't really practiced an accountable spending, we've, we've abandoned our morals and ethics, we find when these things hit us, 
then we act out like they do in savagery and barbarity. And I'm not there again. I'm not condemning it. I can understand the frustration and the outrage. Why I feel the frustration and the outrage just watching it on the news. So I can only imagine being there in that climate, having, if not this particular beautiful brother, Keith Lamont Scott, having loved ones that have been subjugated to such police brutality, to such barbarity and depravity as visited upon them. And and you know what makes it worse? Here, here's, here's the part that gets me. You know what's really sad about it? They always find some shucking and jiving, handkerchief head, bootlicking, tap dancing, Uncle Tom-ass Negro to justify this mess. If there's nothing to be ashamed of, if the police were actually doing and were above board and following police protocol, they release the tapes. We say we call for complete and total transparency. Release the tapes. Show us that we're wrong. And even if you release the tapes, we're saying that that is bigger, that it is about Keith Lamont Scott, but it is also bigger than Keith Lamont Scott. It speaks to the injustices visited upon an African people in America nationally. You look at Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we got, you know, before I go on, sister, um, 470-1975, did you want to, did you want, because your, your mic is open. You and I, we can rap. This is the people's party, the people's voice, and we can rap. So did you want to, did you want to add to that? Did you want to say anything, comment on that? Okay. that you're talking to me, Brother Yang, correct? Oh, what's up, Maya? <laughs> it's me. It's me, Brother Yang. I I just I, you just so researched. You're always very thorough, you know, and you're definitely for the people. It's not no doubt about it, you know. I'd be in the trenches with you, Seth. I've been in the trenches, and I'm so tired about to retire from the trenches. <laughs> hey, you you know what? But but you're moving in the direction that we need you to move. And before this program is over, because we got some time, I'm definitely gonna want you to explain some of the things that you're doing because this goes this this goes hand in hand what we're talking about. You know, yeah. one of the sense of feeling powerlessness is our lack of economics and resources and international connections on right. a resource board. Exactly. Yes. You know, you, and this you is what the thing you that you're trying to provide and, and also being a freedom fighter for our political prisoners. You know, Absolutely. for our people, for our teachers and scholars yes. and holy men mm-hmm. who have been unjustly incarcerated to take away not just the spiritual, not just the physical inspiration and motivation, but spiritual enlightenment. Because once you take that away from people and have a people walking in darkness, you can replace that with anything you want to replace it with, and therefore you create a nation of zombies. And one of the men that I'm talking about is the Honorable Dr. Malachi Z. York, who brought the East to the West. Thank you. That's right. And brought some enlightenment to us. Mm -hmm. And these these devils couldn't stand it. That's right. But they knew better. There are some amongst us that they know better than to physically assault. They understand that a physical assault against this man, what the wrath of not just the wrath of black people on the planet Earth would have wrought, but the wrath of the ancestors in the unseen realm. 
That's right. What it would have brought them. So they tucked them away. Mm-hmm. And they hide them from us. The likes of, like mm-hmm. I said, the Honorable Dr. Malachi Z. York. The likes of yes. Brother Imam Jamil Abdullah Alameen. The likes of mm-hmm. Matula Shakur, Sandata Akola. And the list is endless and goes on and on. Absolutely. But before they allow our young men to even grow to such stature, to such heights of greatness, they're starting to murder them down in the streets. And it's a slap mm-hmm. in the face. It's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face for us mm-hmm. who have children. Mm-hmm. And it's a slap in the face to the children and our parents because what they're saying, what they're telling our people, our young people and our old people, they're telling that you can't save them. They're telling our young people that your parents can't save you from me. We will murder mm-hmm. you in the streets like a dog. Mm-hmm. And the worst you can do to us. Like, they murder us in the streets. I'm watching the riots in North Carolina, and I'm watching the news. And they're talking big stuff against, and I'm not going to call them rioters. I'm going to call them revolutionaries. I'm watching the uprising in North Carolina. That's what we're going to say. I'm watching the uprising in North Carolina. And here we're being murdered like dogs, and they character assassinate these young people for being frustrated and the worst. Mm-hmm. That is happening. Unfortunately, I believe a civilian was killed. They say civilian on civilian. That's yet to be seen. That remains to be seen. You know. But the worst that is happening is a few broken glass and some brothers and sisters throwing fireworks. And yeah. they make that <laughs> like that's the end of the world. So broken, you know this what? is capitalism for you. It's an, it is an it, exaggeration, but, but I'll speak as, as a student. I'll speak as a speak for Mr. York. You know, um, he has hired uh, attorneys that are capable of speaking in his behalf and his wife, which is Fatima York, Fatima Richardson York. And so along with his his entire family, they have stood by his side and stood with him. So, but this is your panel, brother, so I don't want to take over your panel, but you and I have talked we have we have spoken in depth, and to go into some of what you spoke about is in the beginning when you're talking about riots. It's very important that we use correct terminology because we can either take the tone of a situation and make it off, or we can help the situation and and still find a medium. So what I want to say is I'm not anti anything. I don't hate anybody. I don't I don't have a desire. To, to kill anything or anybody. However, this is about a race, and it's about the spirituality killing of a race of people. So this is genocide on on its largest note. Now, what I will say for as far as a solution, what I say, because Mr. York taught us many different things. So I don't understand why the police keep shooting, shooting, shooting. I mean, this has been happening since. Let's go back to the churches where there was bombings inside the churches, you know what I'm saying, where I was people that were doing civil rights. I'm a civil rights baby, you know, so that entangles me with Black Panther, though I never wrote, took no oath as a Black Panther. I'm Black Panther as they come, you know. But why is these policemen can't be arrested? You know, you got your sheriffs, which sheriffs Howard Richard Seals is a big problem because they are sworn in. They sign affidavits, you know, 
they do different things that qualify them just like you would have a person that's an elected official. So if you have an elected official, then you can't just fire them. Process. Right. So right. If, right. if we keep letting if we keep letting these officers who take an oath, which we pay them by way of tax dollars, they just shoot us dead ass in the street, and we're just supposed to just keep emotionally we we're, we're tapped out. You know, half of us need therapy, not just for for the drugs that they swarmed our neighborhoods with. You know what I'm saying? Not just for the prescription drugs. We ain't talking about no marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, it's, it's profitable. Like Colorado, I looked it up. I can't remember how many billions Colorado made in one year. So let me talk about making dispensary. So if I make a dispensary, that means all these brothers that are selling drugs so that they can feed their families. You see what I'm saying? It's not a drug. And marijuana is medicinal. And that's been proven over and over again. No. So, well, you know, what, what, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. please. Well, what, what, uh, you go ahead. No, no, finish, Doc. No, finish your thought. So, so what I'm saying is that if you can't, if the, 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 the whole thing is we're diplomatic, we're sovereign. You know, we are Moors. We are, when we say the Wabians, when we say that we're the Wabians, what we're ultimately, ultimately saying is, is that we are black Americans, Egyptian Americans, Native American. I'm Native American. My family is Gullah Geechee. That's South Carolina. You know, so I trace my, my root. So I know who my people are. We never were slaves. And you got a lot of people that was here that's, that don't operate as slaves. You know, you got a lot of people here that come from families that's doctors, families that come from lawyers, families that come from architects. You know what I'm saying? We have all kinds right. of crafts. Well, you know, my question is, how can that be translated into, because, and, and that's right, but that has to be translated in such a way, and it has to be effective in such a way that will stymie or slow down the attack on us as, as black people here in America or descendants of Africans or Africans here in America. You know, because you're right. Some of us came before slavery this and, 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 and are just indigenous to the land. But when those police pull us over, they see a nigger. They yeah. see a nigger. And that's, and that's yeah. one of the things. So how do we pull that? How do we start to make them understand that? And it's not about, to me, it's not about holding hands saying kumbaya. What about reprisals and repercussions, whether that be economic, political, or any other way, form, or fashion? How do we make them feel our pain in such a manner that before they take our life, that's taken in consideration? And let me bring someone into the uh, conversation. 562-7423. Your line is open. This is the People's Black Panther Party, the people's perspective. Mm-hmm. I want to answer that, and I'll give you the one, two, three punch. Okay. Let me so, hold on. Let me so, let me let me let me get that the new call in five six two. All right. Seven four two three. Black Power. This is our brother Makio Zulu support the People's Black Panther Party National Field Marshal. Black Power. Brother Field Marshal. Did yes, you sir. did you want to address that question or you know? Uh, well, I just got on the line, big brother. Uh, so between okay. being second off. Uh, uh, run it back to me. Let me see what I could expound on. Well, I tell you what, we're going to let Sister Miriam answer that question. Your line is open, Brother Phil Marshall, so anytime you want to jump in, man, you know how we do. It's a family discussion. Sister Miriam, yes, though, you want to answer that question, please feel free. 
Oh, she dropped off. Okay, we were talking about one of the things we were talking about um, how to stop stymie this 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 repression, this unjust slaughter of black men and black women here in America. What are some of the? I mean, what are some of the reprisals? You missed some of it. We were talking about. I was talking about earlier that when you look at the Jewish people over here, that are anywhere you find them. They would not spend a dollar with anyone that they remotely think supported Nazi Germany in World War II. It's, it's, the, it's unthinkable for them. I think even, in fact, one of their slogans is never forget. They would never forget the atrocities that happened to them. And the people who have done these atrocities that pay reparations, mind you, and that why the, the state of Israel was formed based on these German Jews coming in and taking the land of the Palestinians, you know, was formed because of their political wrangling and maneuvering and economic wrangling and maneuvering, uh, put them in a, a, a better position than they were. It took them from being a people of, oppress, of oppression and put them in a people uh, um, of self-determination in that category, we see because of how they move. So how do us as African people, black people, make our oppressors feel our pain? Feel the reprisals, the consequences of their actions against us, Brother Phil Marshall. That's that's my question. Well, once again, Black Power. <clears throat> black Power. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this from, from a, uh, another uh, perspective. When I look at my number one 10-point platform, we want power to determine our own destination, our own community. We got to look at that. That platform was wrote straightforward with no cuts, no no edges, nothing. So when we can't determine our own destination, our own community, these type of things come about. So now with that being said, we're all struggling in a way uh, 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 to fight against everything that's going on, in particular police brutality. But we as a people has failed has failed to get a grip on the situation in a in a significant way that seems to be delightful in the feeling of only that that person is comfortable in how he feels like he should fight the wasting. So now we can't fight that situation as a whole instead of collectively individually. I don't see it happening because if we can't unite. And, and, and not be divided, which we also use that quote, united we live, divided we die, then now we see we dying because for one reason, we're not united. We fail to utilize that number one 10-point platform as a whole. So, you know, that right there in itself, this clear cut in answering that question, inshallah, that if it's, if it's a will, then it's a way. And that's the way right that on. I see as, as a people's, as a people's, member for the community and, and that's what we have to do we have to we have to unite or, or being divided then it's common sense we dying we can we can have our hands up we can put our hands on the steering wheel we can have all these things that that's being told to us what to do it's not gonna work it's not it had right to work on. and it's not gonna work mm-hmm. you know one of the things that, and i thank you for that uh phil marshall and i agree wholeheartedly but, you know, I think one of the things that we're divided in is what we want to see. When you say, I like what you said, our 10-point platform, we want complete and total freedom to choose our own self-determination. 
You know what I'm saying? We want to be a self-determinist people. We find that in the teachings of the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey. We find that in any progressive uh, African or black organization, you find those teachings that we are saying that we will be a self-determinist. Our end goal is to be a self-determinist people. But in, in that, that is so broad that I think that what ends up happening is what does that look like? What is self-determination? Some of us, as Africans here in America, think that self-determination, we want the right to self-determination, to choose our own destiny, means that they want the destiny, they want the right for complete and total assimilation. They want the right to have the bins, to wear the Hugo Ball suits, to work in uh, corporate America. And, and, And me personally, I think that that should be their right, as long as that right is understood that you have a responsibility and an obligation for the advancement and empowerment and liberation of African people here. I'm not going to tell you not to take that $100,000 job a uh, year job, but do you remember your obligation and responsibilities? Right. Do you remember the blood of your ancestors, the shoulders of your ancestors on whom you stand? You know, these are the these are the things that we that we have to remember, you know. And so we find that um, what I find, and especially in these progressive black organizations, what ends up happening is we start to argue over the end goal. We start to argue, or not the end goal, because I think a lot of us want that liberation and that empowerment, but we start to argue over how we how we're going to achieve it. That us as Africans, we suffer from this Messiah complex. That that there's there's what, and when I say this Messiah complex, I mean looking for this Savior. And like um, the, some Christians will tell you, if you don't accept the blood of Jesus, you won't be right. saved. And the Muslims will tell you, if you don't say La ilaha illallah wa You know what I'm saying? That you won't be saved, or so on and so forth. So then we haven't learned, we haven't learned to, or we haven't, we can't agree to disagree. For the betterment of us as an African people here. And our lines, and if you want to join the conversation, brothers and sisters, this is the People's Black Panther Party, the people's perspective. Feel free to chime in. Press one if you want to come in and share your opinion and views and comments. We would love to hear it. This is what it's all about. It's about collectivism. It's about African communalism and putting our minds together to formulate a strong and sound strategy to get us out of this mess that we are that we're in and we just and we just haven't got here. What we see now is a a pattern of history from a people who have constantly and will continuously show us that they do not respect us as equals. That they do not will not and in fact to keep the power structure and the status quo cannot respect us as an equal. And we shouldn't expect them to if we don't see ourselves as not just equal, but in some of our morals and ethics, better. If we don't see ourselves better. So one of the things, like my brother was saying, my beautiful brother was saying in our point platform, too, that we want self-determination. Brother, uh, brother Phil Marshall, share with us some of the ways that you see us achieving this self-determination or the right to choose our own destiny. Well, uh, mm, let me let me say this, bro. We first have to shape ourselves first. 
and it's called self-esteem. That means self. I can't give that to you. I can't give that to them. They have to have that self-determination themselves. So now when we say self-esteem and self-determination, then individually, collectively, they have to have that determination to move forward to fight against police brutality, to fight against poverty, to fight against uh, 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 social de- uh, depression or oppression. And, and, and when we do that, then we got to look at we must begin the very thing which they have been taught that we cannot do, and that's unite. Unite as a force, and we die together as a force. That's that's right on. That's right on. But what do you think? What do you think is? What do you think is hindering our? Um, what do you think is hindering our ability to unite? Well, uh, I'm gonna say this: the thing that's 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 that I see that's a big hindrance of us uniting as a force is when you have individuals coming into any particular movement that don't have an understanding of it and being dictated by those that are in positions that don't even have a clue. So that individual that don't have an understanding, guess what? He's a lost individual. It's like the blind leading the blind and one's scared of it and the other one's glad of it. They don't want it. So when you give it to them, it's like this. When you have brothers and sisters that are sincere in their ignorance, that's a comfort zone for them. When you have brothers that are intelligent, especially in the in, in the black liberation movement, guess what? It's going to be a war. You first have to get rid of the problems to solve a problem. Then you don't even have no more problems. Right on, right on. That's, that's true. I agree with that. Hold on, brother. Let me, uh, okay. Are we here? Can you still hear me, brother? Yes, sir. Okay. So I'm going to and be and be patient with me, brothers and sisters. We figuring out how to do this thing. There again, this is this is the the People's Black Panther Party, uh, your national chairman Yang and Kroom, with the people's perspective. And we'd love to hear from you. And if you want to chime in, press one to chime in to to for opinions and comments. And to share with us, but I I agree I agree with that brother, you know. First we got to understand we got to understand that like you were saying man that we unified that we can agree to disagree. Let me bring let me bring our sister Miriam back in to join this conversation and to get in here with us, sister Miriam. Yes, brother Yanga, thank you so much. You know, we got technology, so my um, battery died right when you <laughs> were bringing me in. So, my my apologies to you. No problem. No problem. Yeah. So you, so, I, I think that I mean, you left right on a question that you were talking yeah. about sovereignty, and you were talking about how we're indigenous. A lot of us, as Africans here, or you know, were indigenous to the land or Native Americans were indigenous before the transatlantic, before the Mayafa, before the transatlantic Absolutely. slave trade. Absolutely. Right, correct. Am I, was, I correct? That's correct. Our, our okay. parents, the Olmecs and, and the Aztecs. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I can hear you. Okay. The, okay. So the Olmecs um, and the Aztecs, our parents, 
Um, and, and just to make it quick, without, you know, elaboration, I can do that, you know, at different points. But they, they brought the, the rubber tree to America. And America and Africa, the continents were one mass. So they weren't separate. And so our parents walked over from Africa into America and planted rubber trees. So therefore you have your rubber, you have your, you know, different forms of plastics that our parents gave us, those different remedies. Um, and so uh, to, to come into being a Native American, that's what we are. And, and okay. it's, 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 I mean, that's traceable. That's, it's right. very so traceable. Well, here's my question, okay. because, you know, yeah. that's, that's fine. I love that fact, and I love, and I am a student of history. I'm one that I am yeah. a, the biggest advocate of history. I believe that history is a weapon. I believe that all the adages, if you don't know your history, you're destined to repeat it. But here's my question. Right. How do we translate that? How does that translate into some culpable power, to some ability to stop this repression and this murder and senseless killings that are taking place right. on us over here? Because when that pig, when that fascist, when that agent of death and destruction, that beast, that's what he is, a beast, yeah. I tell you, when that beast yeah. sees us, he doesn't see an OMAC, he doesn't see an indigenous American, he sees right. a nigger. So how right. can we how can we translate that? How is that how can we use that to, to our betterment to stave off some of these problems that we have, my dear sister? Okay, so I'll do my best to answer. And what I'll hey, say that's is all you're asking. that Okay, so what I'll say is that what Mr. York taught me, okay, is that you have to have a plan. And so in 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 choosing a mate, you want to choose someone that's thinking about your economics, you see, and your stability. And it's easy. It's not just a it's not just a job. It's about working for self. It's about cornering the market in something. And we all are Egyptians. We all come from Egypt. So if we're cousins, then let's just trade among each other. So that's, that's, that ties back into culture. So when, what civil rights brought about was not only the vote, the power to vote, but it also, it also brought about a unity. We had a chance to communicate. And so, you know, your parents, when they went to church with each other, then they would communicate with each other about you, your grades, how you doing in school. You see what I'm saying? I think that my plight, my plight is what Mr. York asked me to do, to the best that I understand, is that you and, 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 and Nubian people in America are my cousins, are my tribal cousins, and we all should go back towards Africa. And we could do that in ships of 50. The same way we came here, we can leave. We don't have to stay here. I have lumber that I have colleagues that we have uh, built businesses from here to Jamaica, and we've already built doors for houses in Jamaica. Um, and so that's a way we can start to give people jobs. Once we give people jobs, and they can help us with a job. Say if the job is six months, and we got to move so many trees from Jama- from uh, uh, Atlanta to to Jamaica. All we got to do is pack it put it on a truck, send it to Florida, Montego Bay, ship it out to Jamaica, you see, 
and and then your lumber, you start your lumber. So we already all we need is the place to actually sit the lumber once the lumber arrives in Jamaica. We need to make orders. Who wants who wants lumber? Who wants to build a house? So that way we're not only stationary our culture, we're also stabilizing Jamaica, a place that I've never been. But everybody that I love, I know Mr. York told me I'm West Indies, you know. So I, I can't help but identify because, I mean, they're simply just cousins. The ones in London, the ones in Canada, the ones that's in Mexico, it's black people everywhere. Absolutely. But, you know, one of the things that we find, and, and thank you for that, sister, too. And also, yes. man, I appreciate your endeavors as far as international um, trade that you're trying to do, the lumber thing with Jamaica, and I think that that's wonderful. And I encourage people to listen, you know, get with the sister, check the sister out on Facebook, see what she's talking about. It's some wonderful stuff. But one of the things, too, that, you know, I find when dealing with uh, our brothers and sisters from other places is their strong sense of culturalism. They have a strong right. sense of culture. The Jamaican understands that he's Jamaican. He has a strong Jamaican culture, the Haitian, so on and so forth. Even so much so, even our brown brothers. And their cultural, yeah. uh, their cultural ties are so strong that you will find yeah. many of us emulating them. That yeah. we've been taught that yeah. the, 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 what has happened to us, the beatdown, the psychological torment, the robbing right. and raping, of us as a people, yeah. culturally, psychologically, yeah. physically, spiritually, emotionally, all of those things were so thorough. And not just yeah. happening at one time, but a system was put in place to ensure the uh, continuation and perpetuation of this ignorance that we're so devoid of culture that we jump on anybody's culture. We want to be because, everything. Mm-hmm. You said we would eat everything. Saying? Did you did you finish that last part? You said we will eat anything. We, no, we want to be everything except oh, for yeah. the African having an American experience, black, whatever we're calling ourselves. I mean, we we we're so we suffer so much from what I heard one of the uh, a term coined a term coined was PTSD, post traumatic slave disorder. We suffer so much from that. One of the people, and I have to send a shout out, I have to be, you know, I'm one of those brothers by head. I have to send a shout out to Brother Ali Muhammad of the Revolutionary Black Panther Party, who was whom was one of the first brothers I heard to really coin that term and to break it down. Um, but we suffer so badly from that that we will even argue about our nationality. The Moors won't yeah. call themselves blacks. Blacks won't call themselves this. This and this mm-hmm. person's a Hebrew Israelite, and this person's a Muslim. But how do we yeah. come together and understand right. that right. these divisions only mm-hmm. aid and assist our oppressors in the, in the annihilation and destruction of us as a people? And us as the People's Black Panther Party, these are the questions and the issues that we're raising. How can I work with you, brother or sister, to come together to formulate a strategy that will ensure not just empowerment and liberation, but for the most part, the continuation of me as a people? You see, you have to understand one of the things that I've come to realize is that Mm -hmm. the destruction of the African man and woman here in America won't be a physical destruction. Because black and man, like they say, you can't destroy black. You will never get rid of the black man and the black woman. But how do you destroy the African man and African woman? By destroying their culture. 
And how do you guarantee your continuation by the mission? Like we, that's why we mentioned our ancestors. That's yeah. how our ancestors gotta, stay alive. We mentioned our ancestors. That's how our culture stays alive by us practicing our culture. So how will white supremacy right. supremacy stay alive even if there was not a single white person on the planet Earth? Because these colonized Negroes will guarantee that there's masters, wings, and cultures will live on. Like I said, we okay. can go back to North Carolina. The travesty right. in North Carolina was that it was a black police officer that murdered a black man, and it's a black police chief that won't release the tapes. And the white media doesn't miss an opportunity to point that out. They say, how can you, as a black person, or how are all these angry black people screaming racism when it was a black police officer that killed them, and it's a black police chief? How can they scream racism? You see well, what I'm saying? So, the, the thing is, Brother Yanga, that, that you have to remember, and, and I'll just keep it simple. Like if I'm speaking to one of my children, though it, I mean, I'm going to keep it respectable. We are damaged. We have a lot of damaged good. That doesn't mean that it can't be fixed. You see what I'm saying? And, and the example of that is Dr. Sabi. Okay, there, there there are cures to everything. Okay, and and that is that is a known fact. We our genes, we tumble our genes. Okay, we are such a strong people that we endure through everything. You know, we got single parent. We got a lot of single parent homes. Okay, and then drugs was just poured into our communities. We pay, we all thought we was the Miami Vice. We all wanted to have a pager. Remember that? But see, now we're in the movement in the age where you got the babies are swiping their phones. Okay, and technology has caught up with you. Don't even know you. You know what? How many people do you know like me that have a soul? You got a lot of soulless people. You got a lot of test tube babies, okay? You got a lot of people that's on drugs, medication, that mix medication and alcohol. You got people that need mental uh, help. And we as a women, black women, are still holding this planet together. We still coming up with solutions. And if y'all, as, as men, if men on this planet don't start listening to what women say from the pit, I talk from the pit of my stomach. I just tell you from the, the angle that it comes. If we don't want to stop and listen to what God has to say, and I'm not no preacher, okay? I'm not religious or none of that. But somebody going wrong somewhere. And we're not listening to what, what we're not listening Absolutely. I say, I, you know what? I, I, I can agree to an extent. I can agree I'll to an extent. You, I'll, give quick, I'll give a quick. I'll give a quick solution. Okay. I'll give a quick let, solution. Let, 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 let me just address and why I can agree to an extent. Okay. Because okay. not all black women should be listened to. Like not yeah. all black men should be listened to. The, a vagina only makes you a female. A penis only makes you a male. I think right, that right. One, 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 of the, one, of, one of the reasons, and I say that, is because when we study the Willie Lynch letter, mm-hmm. terror, the art of terrorism, as mastered by this devil, was so brutal, 
and so effective that in an effort for our black women, because they loved us, black mothers loved their children, in an effort to preserve and protect, and this is not all our sisters, man, believe me, I know some warrior princesses, and you being one of them, my aunt, but in some of our women, in an effort to protect their children, and especially their black males, sissified them. And not sissified in yeah. any sexual way. Yeah. I'm talking about right. made them docile. Often, yeah, docile. Oh, they say, don't look that white man in his eyes. He'll kill you. Don't you back talk yeah. that white man. He'll kill you. Play the yeah. background or he'll kill you. So yeah. in that effort, I mean, they even their, their terror is so serious that we have to teach our children after the tragedy of Trayvon Martin, I have to teach and warn my children, even if it's cold outside, about wearing a damn hoodie. No child. Right. Do you think white people teach their children fear to walk to out of their house and to be fearful of their life? No, Brother Yang, our children have to prepare death to go to school every day. If that's not an atrocity... Okay, I have to check on my children. I'm doing a check on them like a roll call. Right I'm on. like, where's this one? Where's this one? You see what I'm saying? Okay, this one is in college. This one is in college. I gotta pray every moment with no ceasing. Not for just mine. Not for just mine. That's right. We gotta keep. That's right. This. Yeah, we got. How 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 we do this? How do we do this? We got to work with what we got. We got to work with who's left. I, myself, want my children to leave America for six months to a year. I want some people to help me move lumber to Jamaica and then Cuba. And then if you just, if you decide after you do that first trail, you got a link and you want to stay there, then stay the hell there. Let's help get passports and PayPal's in people's hands and get them the hell out of here. That's me. That's just me. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, this is why, and there again, this is the People's Black Panther Party, the People's Perspective, talk radio. And if you want to join in this conversation, man, and it's a great conversation, press one. We'll open your mic. We'd love to hear your input, your comments, your opinions. And there's, and this is exactly what this is. This is a think tank. This is a strategy session. This is for you and I, brothers and sisters, to get those opinions out there. This is the only way that we're going to win any battle or come up with any real um, strategy and tactic is if we work together. But I agree with you. But let me play devil's advocate, Sister Mattiam. Let me Let me be that one to come on the other side. What about those brothers and sisters who say, hey, you know what? My people have fought for this land have shed blood, the the crops that grow have been enriched by the very blood and toil and labor of my people. And I'd be damned if I allow anybody to run me from the land that at this point in time, and as long as we've been, been here, even for those of us that don't, that say, hey, you know what, I might not have been indigenous to this land, but my people have been here so long that this land is an ancestral right at this time. What about those of us who say that repatriation is not what we're looking for? How can we, what are some of the answers that we can have for that? Okay, I'll give you two answers. I'll give you two. Mother Nature says, Go the hell away. How long is the Tamahu going to be able to last up under the sun? For three weeks, four weeks straight, it was 90 degrees in Atlanta, I know. It just rained two days ago, three days ago. Okay? 
I don't want to listen to Mother Nature. Okay? I'm, I'm going to tell you, and I love listening to the mothers, but I, I, Mother Nature might need a little assistance. Because <laughs> these jokes are there for a minute. Hey, Daddy, let's, let's go to the phone line, and, and we got some people who want to come in. Area code 772. Two two nine four. Your line is open. You're on People's Black Panther Party, People's Perspective Talk Radio. Your mic is open. How you doing this evening? I'm good. How about yourself? Wonderful. I'm calling out of Vero Beach, Florida, and my name is Amy. And um, I'm actually trying to join the Black Panther Party. So, Are you under um, um, Sister Wanda Scott, right? Yes, yes. Correct. Well, welcome to the party. Don't try anymore. You've 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 officially done it. Get with Sister Wanda Scott. She'll get that information to me. I get it. Um, I have my field marshal on. I get it to my minister of scientific study, and I welcome you to the People's Black Panther Party. Well, thank so you, my brother. Right on, my sister. Thank you. Um, what I wanted to say to um. The, the lady that was speaking before me. Yes. And there's no disrespect to anybody. And what you said was pretty much was in my heart to speak on because I feel like my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and everyone that has been here that has worked for whatever they had, I'm entitled to. Right and on. I think it would be weak of us to just run and give them just what they want. They always telling us to leave. If we don't like America, then we can leave. And I'm thinking, we're all an immigrant. So how can you feel that you're greater than I am and that you could tell me when to leave? Like, there's a door that we could just walk through and leave. It's not that simple. And I don't think that we need to make it that simple. Well, I I don't say run. I'm not afraid. I, the second part, the second part to what it was that I was going to say is that uh-huh. gunfire. Gunfire is a different. It's a different thing. It's it's different when now everybody has to worry about. And and I'm not I'm not amping up any terror. I'm not about any terror. I I you know, I have my way that I think. I don't push it off on anybody else. But I know that there are real. This is a real situation, and so yes, we don't ma'am. have proper we don't have proper guidance. You know, uh-huh. we, have, we have family in in every part of the world, and so yes, Rwanda went through the same thing. Rwanda had a, a you know a whole uh, riot. Uh, Nelson Mandela, Winnie Mandela. I, we're not the first. We're no. not the first. You know, uh-huh. and America has an arrogance as well. You know, we have, oh, we have the arrogance, you know, and also we have a welfare mentality that was bred in us, and it's not our okay. fault, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do something about it. So, to no. me, Akon says it best when he says he's lying, he's, he's just uh, stringing up lights everywhere in, in, you know, where his family comes from. So that's all I want to do. I just want to help the people that want to help me. Jamaicans like me, I like Jamaicans, you know. Uh-huh. And so I'd rather, I'd rather help build up their economy while I'm building myself at, at the same time. And we could just barter with each other. And we don't have to worry about 
all those that want to cause us harm. Because if we have a small population of people that go from Jamaica, they may, my son speaks Spanish. So if he goes to Cuba and his, and his and his education is paid for, I think that's a win-win situation. And in six months when they cut this shit out, then I'll come back to America because America is ours. It's ours. Do you, do you understand what it, what it, can you feel where the sister's coming from? And I can feel it as being a staunch black nationalist. The sister's saying that we shouldn't have to run from where we're from. We shouldn't have to be ashamed of being, like you said, the Jamaicans love us. Or the Jamaicans love you. No problem. I love the Jamaicans. The Haitians love us. No problem. I love the Haitians. Haitis. However, you know, they're telling me I'm not pronouncing it right. We love them. But where is the culture of the African here having this American experience? Where is our unity? Where is our power base? Because even the people who love us, and I was just doing my Eastern tour uh, um, in New Jersey, and we went to Queens. Even those people who love us segregate themselves. I'm not going to say segregate, but separate themselves into ethnic Uh enclaves. They have a Jamaican Queens because they have a cultural yeah. understanding that is based on not just um, their culture, but also an economic power base of stability. They got their restaurants, they have their stores that address their certain specific needs and issues and clothing and literature and bookstores that address that Jamaican culture. Where is yeah. that culture that addresses the African here in America? And this is what the People's Black Panther Party is saying. We're saying that we must empower ourselves. Exactly. Not hide behind, or and, and, and even, and there's no offense to anyone, not even hide behind, but not assimilate, not just with the white man, but any people that are not. We mm-hmm. have a unique experience. We have a unique thing that is happening to us right now. And here's the amazing thing, and here's the amazing thing, that when you study every other culture, they emulate us. I was watching a dance competition, and some cats in China were breakdancing. Mm-hmm. People take our culture, and since we so are so a people that are so ashamed of our culture and don't see the power in our culture, not only do they take our culture, we give them our culture. Yeah. Let's look at rap. Let's look yeah. at hip-hop. Hip-hop, they allow us to have a record label. Anybody can get a record label. It's just a matter of going and putting mm-hmm. some on file. But they recognize the power in it so much that they became the distributors. Therefore, when they became the distributors, they changed the direction of Mm hip-hop. We went from the public enemies, kings, sons, KRS-1s, brand Nubians, to uh, Betty Wops. And all the rest of these dudes, you know, these Lil Waynes. And I'm not, yeah, I got a diss Lil Wayne. I saw an interview with him saying he never experienced racism. I couldn't believe a Negro would say that in 2016. (laughs) Did you see that one? I couldn't believe it. Could you believe that? He's always high on something. He's drinking syrup 24-7. And right. then you want to speak. You can't speak for me telling right. everyone that you have experienced racism. I was an 8-year-old walking down the road, and a truckload of white men was calling me niggers. And when I tell some of my white associates, and things, it's like, well, you know, I don't, they make up excuses for everything. You know, right. when these shootings going on, well, let's wait and get the facts. I'm tired of waiting to get the facts. You got a camera, you got the picture of what's happening, and you still want to wait for the facts. What, exactly. What is, they have to, here's what they, they tried to shame us. 
and guilt mm-hmm. us into standing up for ourselves, and they label it racism. When we understand that yeah. the very fabric of America was built on it's racism. The yeah. very fabric of it. You first come over here, and, 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 and it's a wordplay. You say you discovered America. The first thing, the first mistake yeah. is you can't discover anything that hasn't been lost. There were inhabitants here. Mm-hmm. That's the first exactly. thing. So you didn't discover anything. And when the inhabitants were here, and being a people of color, being a people who celebrate humanity, being a people who is one with nature, being a people who don't understand senseless murder and injustice, they embraced you. They, the Native American, the indigenous people, helped you through the harsh winters. And how did you repay them? With smallpox and blankets. With all our genocide. When we studied what Christopher Columbus really did, it was an atrocity. The man was a pedophile. The man was a pedophile. And I tell them to their face, and when I go up to the schools and they teach my children this, and my children say, no, this is not what Christopher Columbus did. My father said he did such and such next X, Y, and Z. Then I challenge them to read Chancellor Williams before the Mayflower, to read some of these books that you don't have in your schools. So we, we understand that the racism inspired and motivated them to commit genocide when a mighty people they called the Native Americans who inhabited this place, are swindled down to a few thousand. Yes. Exterminated. Almost extinct like the buffalo. And your racism is so blatant. And your your, um, celebrating of what you did to them is so blatant that you have a sports team named the Redskins. How dare you, the audacity. That you in Cleveland, from where I come from, you have an Indian you have a picture of Chief Yahoo McDaniel, a big smiling uh, Indian, on a hat and call yourself the Cleveland Indians. How dare you? In Atlanta, Georgia, where I live now, you have the Braves and make the sound, whoa, 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 whoa. How dare you? Next thing you'll be having, you'll have something called the African Spirit Chucklers and have them in the audience going, um, boogity, boogity, boo. Um, boogity, boogity, boo. It doesn't stop. Yeah. How dare you? They celebrate their racism and put it in our face. Yes, and we accept it. And us as African people who have been separate from this and want to get away from um, being from amongst those people will wear these type of redskins and Indians and not, and not be conscious of what we do. And not only did you do the genocide, then you turn around in order to uh, get the, in order to, what's the word I'm looking at, manufacture this land. You right. take oh, a yeah. boat, the sweet boat Jesus, by what was it, Captain uh, Captain Hawkins, John Hawkins, on that sweet boat Jesus. Mm-hmm. Came to Africa on that sweet boat Jesus and loaded it up <laughs> and brought us over here to work the lands. But we never forgot. So even in our Negro spirituals, when we were singing, sweet low, sweet chariot, coming forth to carry me home, still longing. For those shores in those days to be mm-hmm. back into the land that we were. And even if we physically never visit that land, that our morals and our ethics and our spirituality and our psychology and our emotions should be tied with every African throughout the diaspora. Wherever you find mm-hmm. us, we should have that connection. But us as Africans mm-hmm. here having an American experience must never forget, must never forget what we went through. In, in this experience, and that we are a mighty people to have survived.
atrocities, the sicknesses, the debauchery, the depravity hmm. that they plagued us with when they brought us here. And this is why we're here today. And the People's Black Panther Party say that we will never forget. We, we, we will take from the Semitic brothers and sisters of Jews and we'll say never again. We'll never forget. Like they'll never forget the atrocity that Hitler visited upon them. We'll mm-hmm. never forget the atrocity that was visited upon us. So my challenge to us as an African people over here, as black people over here, is how do we stop this madness? Mm-hmm. My lives are open. I say, and for people who might so have open, a, jump in. I, I say we, we have a speak everybody up Stone Mountain. I say we have weekend until until we can get the vibe right, we can, you know, shake all all this crap off because it can be done. It can be done. Absolutely. This, this Absolutely. Is a, I, I agree it can be done. And, and what it's going to take is work. So right now, these are the first stages, but we have to graduate and elevate from the first stages. Protest is excellent. I, I'm, I'm not one no, to not no, protest. No, no, no. No, no, I, no, I, protest. I, I, I don't, no protest. No, 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 Sister Mary. If I never would tell a man how not to fight. If I'm in no. a fight with my enemy and you can't physically jump in, if you stand on the side and scream, leave me you alone. Hey, do that. That's cool. If that's all you can do. If you can do more, then do more, please. By all means, please assist me. But if at the very least you can do is scream at the top of your lungs to draw awareness and attention, then do that. But it can't stop there. It must continue. After the awareness and attention, what happens? I'm not a reformist. I'm a revolutionary. Hands down revolutionary. So I'm not a reformist. I don't believe that change will be founding, uh, participating completely and solely in their political system. But I do believe in fighting that way. So go, you know, if you got a racist sheriff, every time you ride down the street when election time comes, you see these signs in the yard, say Sheriff Joe Brown, vote Sheriff Mm -hmm. White White. Shit, vote then. Hell, if this sheriff is racist, how are you looking, Ferguson, that you have an all-white police department, but it's 85% black? How is that? How is that possible? When you look at Ferguson. Exactly. I mean, you got to vote the cracker out if you got to vote. If you're not bad enough to go in there and snatch the cracker out of, out, of, out of office physically, then vote the cracker out. If you ain't bad enough yeah. to go in there and say, hey, man, y'all out of here, then do, then take the steps and, and measures that it takes to remove him. But by all means and any means, he must be removed. Mm-hmm. What you find yeah. when they say, they find that Mike Brown didn't hold up his hands and that he rushed the officer. So they, mm-hmm. they're not going to find the officer guilty, but in the same breath say that there's a systemic race problem in the Ferguson yeah. Police Department. This is their findings. Yeah. There's some things need to change. And we need to go yeah. there and not be misery pimps. I get sick of these misery pimps. Every time something oh, happens, you see these yeah. Negroes running in front of cameras. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Got something to say. I call the face. You know, when the camera's on. I call them misery yeah. pimps. Got the got the got the dead brother or sister's parents up there and they crying yeah. and they hooping and hollering, but not yeah. giving a real strategic plan or doing some real building after CNN and Fox News and Headline News shuts off the cameras. Exactly. Where's the plan? 
as a national chairman, I promise you, brothers and sisters, that I just like I made my eastern region tour and I'm doing my southern tour, that I will work hands-on, grassroots. You know what I'm saying? Now, I only say grassroots. I say mud. The mud the grass. The grass ain't even grown yet. I will get in the dirt. All right. And I will be I a dirt-moving chairman. I'm the type of chairman you can reach out and touch and talk to and contact until we yeah. start to find solutions. And I'm not a romantic. I'm not a romanticist. I don't believe in illusions, and I'm not going to sell you dreams. But I understand the importance of creating a structure and a system exactly. and having that in place so that my sons can grow and fall in this and they don't have to fall into the same mistakes that were, that, that, that we made. And I thank the Most High God, and I thank the ancestors whose shoulders I stand on, and I pray that my standing on their shoulders is not pushing them deeper in their grave. I hope that my, I'm, I'm doing my part. But by standing on their shoulders that I, was, I came from a revolutionary family, from a revolutionary father and a revolutionary mother who imparted this understanding of African empowerment and advancement and liberation. And this is my pledge, and this is what I intend to do. And this is what I encourage all of us to do as an African people. We may not see, like Dr. King said, you may not see the promised land. He may not get there with you, but he promises you you're going to get there. There again, you're listening to the People's Black Panther Party Radio, the People's Perspective. Feel free to chime in. Let me throw out the number just in case. Um, the people, our number is 646. Six six eight eight two four four. The mics are open, and we welcome everyone. There's no right or wrong with this. This we all, all right. man. We we all family. We black folk in the living room having a conversation. <laughs> you know how we do. So with that, I have my um, people on the line. Is that you, brother Phil Marshall? Did you want to jump in here, brother? Oh uh, no, sir, no, sir. I'm, I'm just giving you a salute, brother, because you know, as our national chairman, brother. Uh, you know, you're 100% in, 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 in your words. And I, I, I want to say this, too, as, as the People's Black Panther Party National Field Marshal. I myself is for the truth, for the people. No matter right who, who it's, whether it was against my mother or my father, it's the truth. You see, and I, and I make mistakes. But one thing, I can accept my mistakes if it's sincerity and my ignorance of the mistakes that I've made, no matter who correct those mistakes. You see what I mean? And it's a quote. I want to quote this, too, uh, uh, something about Malcolm X uh, on that note. He said, I'm for truth no matter who tells it. I'm for justice no matter who it is for or against. I'm a human being, first and foremost, and as such, I'm for whatever and whenever it benefits humanity as a whole. Well, I see that as a whole. If it benefits the whole of a community, I myself don't have to know you as your national field marshal for the People's Black Panther Party. You call on me, I'm there. And I can only do what I'm capable of doing. What I cannot do as a whole, we join forces and get it done. I vouch for that, brother. Let me tell you, and I have to take that brief moment to brag. I have to I think I have probably the coldest National Central Committee ever given to any Panther formation. Why I would, I man, listen, hands down, my central committee has to be the coldest. Some of the most enlightened, dedicated brothers and sisters. We have a beautiful balance. You talk about Mayotte in effect. I have divine feminine and divine masculine. 
and I can feel that boy, I can feel that energy just radiating through every national central committee meeting that we have. And I love them because they, we don't get into idol worship and here we're brothers and sisters and they're not afraid. And this is my, my brother here, not just my brother, and brother, when I say my brother, is not afraid. They're not afraid to say, hey, brother chairman, slow down, pump your brakes, let's look at this, let's look at that. I love it. I love it. But there again, um, this is the People's Black Panther Party, People's Perspective, a black nationalist network. For us to share our peace. So we talked about, I don't want to, you know, because we can wrap. We talked about uh, the shooting in North Carolina. We talked about the dear brother Keith Lamont Scott, man. Um, rest in peace. It's a tragedy, and it's a tragedy that happens far too often. But let's touch on this um, woman, Betty Shelby, I believe her name is, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Who the police. Got an unarmed black man for no other reason than being large and black. That's mm-hmm. it. That was his crime. Being a big, beautiful man, Dinkin black brother. You know, they can't stand that. I read a post somewhere where they said, you're not intimidated by big, beautiful black men when we're running your football, dunking your basketball. Yeah. Amen. But when you, when you roll up on us and pull us over, all of a sudden, you're intimidated. But they charged her with felony manslaughter. Uh-huh. Is this throwing a dog a bone or or what? The mics are open. Let's 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 start with um let's Mariam, start it off. What do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? What do you think about that? Okay. All right. Now to my knowledge, North Carolina, South Carolina, all your eastern uh border uh for for the United States. Um, mm-hmm. they are where most of your Native Americans were, especially North Carolina. So, um, uh, North Carolina is a is a pretty busy state, and some of the things that I study, like the King Alfred Plan and all that, they want to create a sensationalism. It's not that it's not happening, but what 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 I see is is that you know they 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 want to they tried that in Atlanta too. And Atlanta is a home of the civil rights. Atlanta has some symbolism and some ancestry that no other place has. Um, but uh, it, it's an inciting. That's my opinion. I can't speak for anyone else. I think that that, that mentality is being incited. I'm, I'm hearing from a lot of young men that I'm talking to, they tell me that, People that are supremacists are dropping crates of guns, you know. And then it's like, what do you do? Because if you don't supply yourself with guns, you can't properly protect yourself and your women and your children. So um, a lot of that, a lot of that is being pushed into the communities and especially the more impoverished. But that's why I say that if we come with a 30-year economic structure, we can start to help even if it's 10 people. If we're giving jobs to, that's 10 people that we're giving them another direction. So Absolutely. And, and we don't knock the 30-year economic structure. We don't we don't knock, knock that. I think that that's good. But I think some of us are saying this, Mr. Maddie, damn, do we have 30 years? We need, no, you know, not 30 years. <laughs> not 30 years. Yeah, we. I mean, we're we're looking for to start the the journey of a thousand miles starts with one footstep. And sister, um, from Florida, I forget your name. I'm gonna get you. I want you to come in, but I I I, I want to introduce 
It is my pleasure to introduce, and and, and hold that thought real tight, to to my pleasure to introduce our new national minister of culture. My brother, been working with this brother for years, for years. And he is the founder of St. Croix African Society, whom I'm a member of, proud to be the national spokesman for that. My brother, I introduce you to the People's Black Panther Party new minister of culture, Mansa Sanjata Keita Kamara. Mansa, are you on the line? Yes, sir, my brother. I'm on the line. How you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Thank you for taking from your busy schedule, man, to join us for a little bit. I don't know how long we got you for. Wendy, can you give the sister a couple? Because I did say I get the sister been holding. Can I get you to hold your thought for a couple minutes? Because I definitely want you to come in and, and you know, bring yeah. something to everything you've been hearing, brother. So yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. to defer to the sister first and let the, you know, you know we're gentlemen, brother, so we're ladies first. So if you can hold for a couple minutes, that'd be great. Is that far, sir? Mm-hmm. Where? Sister, from Florida. Say yes. your name one more time, sister. I don't want to keep saying my sister from Florida. If you can say your name one more time. Angel. Angel, got you. Won't forget it again. Angel. Angel, what 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 is your take on, on some of this and what you've heard? Well, to me, I think it's going to be another slap on the wrist. Uh, she'll probably end up retiring, mm. and they will pay her for uh, killing another unarmed black person. Like they pay all the other cops, yeah. and I just don't see anything changing because it's not changing within the the police department. It's not changing in the judicial system. I mean, all that goes together. And it's the same outcome every time. They're always saying, well, they're going to charge. They indict, and they go to a grand jury. And I'm thinking, well, how many blacks is on this grand jury? Is there anybody who ever stands up for the dead person? Wow. Wow. They're always standing and upholding the police, but they're not thinking about the victim that doesn't Mm -hmm. have their say in court. Wow, wow! So we have, but you know, and this, is, and that's, and that's, and that is so true. But isn't that an indictment against Black America? Do we need people to advocate our fallen uh, brothers and sisters? When do we start to advocate? And I'm not going to answer that. I want to go there because I've had my brother patiently waiting. He's been on the line, man, sir. I'm here. Are you there, Chief? Yeah, I'm here, bro. I'm here, bro. Brother, please share some share some with us, man. From 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 all you heard and from what Sister Angel said about this 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 uh wildebeest, the she devil, that that uh is allegedly charged with or they say charged with uh, felony manslaughter. Hmm. Who murdered the brother? Share something with it, man. Share something with us, please. Yeah, well, you know, I can say definitely, you know, the white man is the devil, and uh, if you don't realize that or understand that. They constantly uh, show uh, what happened, and the brothers quoting uh, Malcolm. So and I think that uh, Malcolm understood who his enemy was, you know, and he understood that the white man's the devil. And you ain't gonna get no crack of the change because uh, you know trying to get try, you're still trying to appease and to um, excuse me, the door going. You're still trying to appease 
and work stuff out with white people. You can't you can't work it out with white people. They're disagreeable. Mm-hmm. You can't work nothing out with them. Mm-mm. Our only solution is forming an independent nation we can call our own and do it for self. It's like Fiddler when Fiddler was begging Master Reynolds and the old so he paid good money for this African Guinea man, Master Reynolds. You know, and he just he just you know overlooked what he said. You're constantly trying to appease. We need to make example of these crackers when they hurt one of our eyes. To understand, okay? Just like we bleed, you can bleed. You yeah, say, you understand what I'm saying? And they start getting a message like that. Maybe they'll start recognizing that this ain't this ain't gonna tie. How the hell are you gonna go to the same cracker? The cracker's brother, or the cracker's uncle, mm-hmm. or the cracker's granddaddy, to get justice for what his crack, what his cracker family member did to you. You ain't gonna get exactly. it. You can't get them to understand because you're only twelve percent of the population. They, if they eighty percent of the population, and out of our twelve percent, and with the Hispanics and all that, you know, let's say we're twenty percent. Most of us want to appease them. You can't get. You can't change them. So the, the only solution, like I say, is us to galvanize our strength and power. Take our best and our brightest. You know, here, here we are. You got them talking about this cracker Donald Trump and this cracker Hillary Clinton. They forgot this cracker bitch, how disrespectful she was to, you know, Barack Obama. He, she called him everything but a nigga when she was running against him in 2008. Everything but a nigga. She was she was she was disrespectful. She 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 got him by supporting Jeremiah Wright, who spoke the truth. You know, and then she comes up and says, now she's. So much for the black community. I the administration, more black people were given life sentences, and, and, and you know, and the incarceration rate went up under under Bill Clinton. And the white man to give you justice. In this case, a benevolent white woman, Miss Ann, is gonna give you justice, as opposed to you taking justice and saying we're going to do with these motherfucking crackers. We're gonna separate at all costs and build an independent nation we call our own. You know, and that and that and that, and that has to be the fault. Anything short of that is just stupidity. For my men's culture, and and I'm in man 100% agreement. Separation, I think mm-hmm. that is going to be the only answer. And we must understand what separation is. You know, when we say separation, a lot of people get terrified. Oh man, you say separation? You yeah. talking about Jim Crow? We've been separated before. They we they tried. No, no, that was segregation. Uh-huh. Separation and segregation are two entirely different things. Segregation. Mm-hmm is when someone else controls your resources, when someone else controls where you live, how you spend your money, and all the separation is by your own willful determination. Mm -hmm. You're saying that we don't want to spend our money here. We don't want to partake in this. We don't want to have to go to your schools and learn your curriculum that whitewashes Mm -hmm. slavery. When my children yeah. come in here and I ask my children and they're studying slavery in school and I say, well, what did they teach you slavery was? And they say, when we worked for free. That's what they taught you slavery was. <laughs> when we worked for free. Like you were doing your chores or something. Wow. When the brutality and the inhumanity of, of the institution out. of slavery isn't taught. But when you rely on your... Uh, uh, Oppressor to teach you, since we're quoting Brother El Haj, Malik Shabazz, Brother Omar Wally, also and better known as Brother Malcolm X. Since we're quoting him when he did the famous quote, if, you're, if he doesn't treat you right, what makes you think he will teach you right? So when we rely on other people to teach us our history, 
Then they're only going to whitewash history. They're going to make it so docile that they try to uh, try to stymie the anger that we should feel. That we that they have a so stressed out that we have brothers killing one another for a dollar that has a slave master's head on it. Hmm. Go back to using my Semitic brothers and sisters. You wouldn't catch a Jew. You wouldn't catch this. I started to call him a bagel eating hook nose. You wouldn't catch this Jew <laughs> passing a dollar with a face with with Hitler on it, with Goebbels. On it mm. with Himmler and Heimler and all the rest of these errs and stuff on a dollar bill. You wouldn't catch that Jew using that as currency. Why, that Jew would come up with his own currency if he had to use rocks in his neighborhood. He wouldn't use that. And here we are relying on our oh, oppressor mm-hmm. to teach us. And not only teach us, but then begging him to treat us right. And like I said before in the beginning of things, where they dehumanize us and demonize us so much that they can kill us in cold blood and brutalize us and murder us and get a slap on the wrist and turn around and you see the uprising in North Carolina and they make them out to be so bad and the worst they're doing is breaking a window or two or throwing a firecracker. I'm watching the riots and they're throwing sparklers. And you got to believe, look out and they're throwing stuff. Why this cracker just murdered one of us. And if the worst we're doing is throwing a sparkler, you should be celebrating. Okay. If that's the worst we're doing, shooting a Roman candle, you should be celebrating. But this is how um, impotent, mm-hmm. how limp, and I use these words for us men out there who can relate to We don't even want that attached to our name, impotency. Limpness. This is how limp we become. Mm-hmm. And we only throw firecrackers. Now, I'm not one that's going to sit on here and blog talk and advocate any type of violence. I'm not that type of man. I'm not that foolish. Why, I'd be a fool to sit on here and advocate this and tell you to go do this. But I do mm-hmm. tell you to be active. To be active. However you see fit that activism to be. If that activism is for some of the brothers and sisters outvoting a sheriff, going to the Citizens Review Board where the police are, at the mm-hmm. very least, withholding that black dollar, no longer am I saying black lives matter because it's apparent that black lives don't matter, but I tell you what does matter, black pennies matter. Can I get a hashtag on that? Black pennies matter. Say you got it from Yanka. We see the effect of it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brother Minister. Did you want to say something? That's yeah, true. Uh, Black pennies. Black pennies. Brother, brother, brother National Chairman, what I was saying is that, yeah, you know, to sit there and say, you know, Black Lives Matter is 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 is, is some more stupidity because Black yes, Lives sir. don't matter to a, to a cracker. You, yes, said, you talk you, you talking to a cracker who use black babies is alligator bait. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, you talk, you talking about they use black babies as alligator bait. You talking about a cracker who would take a black woman and tie up against the wall, cut her stomach open, and take the unborn baby and bash it with his boot here. This, 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 right. so, so what the hell you mean black lives matter? It didn't matter at, at, at Emmett Till in 1950? 
It didn't. It didn't. It didn't matter for Trayvon Martin. You know, in two thousand what thirteen or fourteen. It you know right. it, it didn't matter. Mike Brown. It don't matter with this brother in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It don't matter with Oscar Grant. It don't matter. It doesn't. Your, your life never meant anything to a cracker. You didn't come on the Nina, the Pinto, or the Santa Maria. You didn't come on no goddamn love boat, uh, sipping champagne and eating caviar. You came here to be the burden barrier for these devils. Mm-hmm. And now right. there ain't no more cotton for you to pick. So now they want to kill you, and, and they and they justify and they don't empathize. You know when the black man is killed. Anytime this cracker, you know. To get off uh, uh, scot free when he killed Trayvon Martin with those white jurors that just sit there and and, and, and uh, acquitted him. And then you got Barack Obama, who all he gonna do is, is is do the monkey for the hunky. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna speak up for you. And you got black politicians who never speak up for you. So you don't understand the whole the whole mindset. This is what the Ministry of Culture has to understand is that you're not white people. And, mm-hmm. and you think that you become African because you don't like white people, and and that you you know are tired of the abuse, so that makes you have an African mindset. No, you got to tap back in to your ancestry. You got to tap back in to your Africanity. You got to get reacquainted with who you are because all you are is an imitation cracker today. You are an imitation cracker, and you that's why you that's why we're dysfunctional. That's why we're sick. We don't get us known. Medically sick with diabetes, cancer, uh, heart failure, uh, kidney failure. We're sick in the sense of our relationships are failing. Well, you know, the black woman, you know, I asked some young sisters to come on my show Sunday. She said, yeah, I come back talk about these niggas. You know, we have a hatred for our women. Our women are working against us. We're working against our women. Instead of us coming together to combat white supremacy, we're not. The old are working against the young, and the young working against the old, you know, in hip hop, if a man is forty, he too old. Man, you too old to be rapping. So you want when you twenty? What all? That's why all you can talk about when twenty. I get, I'm having sex. I'm smoking weed. I'm having sex. I'm smoking weed. That's all you can talk about. That's, that's all you can think about at, at twenty years old. So we have a real disconnect. And, and the old people walk around. Hey boy, walk around with his pants hanging down. When you was a fool back in your day, you had a scary curl, a Jerry curl. You had right. you bell bottoms. You know what I'm saying? So you get all kind of crazy. And so we got a real serious issue and, and, and tacking back into the Africanity, knowing that we are African people, will help heal us from the wounds of white supremacy. Knowing who you are and understanding you're different. You don't operate off their paradigm. First Absolutely. Thing is, and the first thing is getting rid of, if you walk around with a white man's name, talk all that black power, black power, black power. Black Power, then. Uh, uh, let me go get my check. Uh, my name is Leroy Smith. Can I get my, my paycheck? Mm-hmm. And he walk around with a white man's name. You got to get that cracker back his name. You got to, you, you got to, you know, uh, if you if you if you a black if you a black man, and and, and you wearing the same clothes as a white man all the time. I ain't saying you got to be in a dashiki. Well, we look up a white man named Steve, and you, you just just like a white man named Steve. So what is the difference? So you have to tap. That's is why culture. Is so important. And, and you know what? That is true. I've been looking at some stories online where they are trying to make it law or illegal to even wear dreadlocks. We're black people. That's our culture. Why do we have mm-hmm. to cut off a part of who we is just so you can hire us? If that's the that's case, right. I don't want your job. 
I go open or start me a business. And that's the thing where we really need to unite. When they start putting these laws together about not giving us a job because of our hair, then we don't need to be there. That's right. That's right. And that's absolutely right. And and, and I love it. And like the minister, um, uh, Chief, was saying, that's how we're going to make, and what you're saying, Sister Angel, that's how we're going to affect the change, having that African focal point. See, one of the things we judge, we have lost our sense of Africanity. Uh-huh. So we judge according to European standards. Uh-huh. Success is measured by what this European, this white man, has told yeah. us is successful. Uh-huh. Once we go back using this our Africanity as our focal point, our reasoning point, the way that we look and observe and behave to one another, then we can start to be successful. I totally agree uh-huh. with Chief. Our misogynistic behavior towards our women is unacceptable. It's not yeah. from our way. We uh-huh. learn from this savage because this is what he is. So we start to emulate this. One of uh-huh. the biggest things that we learn, me being a student of revolution, we find in every revolution once the people had regained control of the populace and gained control of the capital, that they had to have a second revolution to get rid of the neo-colonialism that had taken place. We look at it in Algiers, when they ran the French out of there, and the Algerians had taken over, and they said that they were worse than the damn French. We look at it in Rwanda. With the Hutu, the what was the Tutsis and the Hutus? I believe Mansa. Right. <laughs> right. They say that one despised the others because when those devils came over, they favored the Africans that closely resembled them. So when they pulled out, those on the bottom rose up and started to slaughter. Still a shame, a travesty, because it was African on African violence, but this was the effect of just coming in contact with yes. the damn devil. Mm-hmm. Just coming in contact with them. Me, Left a disease and a sickness on the people that they no longer saw themselves as citizens of Rwanda, but saw themselves divided. Mm-hmm. And hatred had been embedded in their heart, and we find it today amongst us as Africans here in America. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Christian. I'm a Hebrew Israelite. I tell people all the time, Negroes are so backwards, colored folk, as our as I minister sometimes calls them, colored, colored people, are mm-hmm. so backward that if we were riding as a Muslim, riding down the street and saw Arab Muslims, Beating a black Christian, we wouldn't stop them. In fact, in fact, I believe, I'm not a betting man, I'm not a gambling man, but if I were, I would gamble, I would bet that we would get out and assist the Muslims in beating a black Christian. There are Muslims that beat a black Christian. But I tell you that if Arabs saw black men beating, Arab Muslims okay. saw black men beating an Arab Christian, an Arab homosexual. They would get out and stop that black man from beating because they understand the concept of nationalism and pan-Arabism. And what has to be implemented in us as a people is black nationalism. 
uh, and Pan-Africanism, what I call universal African nationalism, which encompasses black nationalism and Pan-Africanism, starting to care for one another, starting to understand that we are one people and that my fate is intertwined with your fate. And the only way that that can be intertwined, and the only way we can see it that way, is understanding our Africanity. And going back and understanding that in our politics, in our economics, and yes, brothers and sisters, yes, brothers and sisters, in our spirituality. We have forgotten our ancestors. I can't forget that while our time is getting short. That no people forgets their ancestors like we forgot our ancestors. Every time us as Muslims send prayers upon Muhammad and Abu Bakr and Ali and Uthman and Umar and Qudaisi and Hamza, that we're mentioning their ancestries. Or when we're in the Christian and we're opening up to Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that you're entering their ancestry. And the first time we start to mention our ancestors, and I'm not just talking about our ancestors in Africa, why even if I say my grandfather over here, then these Negroes have a promise, I mean, I don't worship like that. I worship the one true. You worship the ancestors. <laughs> We didn't got spooky. We didn't forget. And when you forget your ancestors, when you forget from whence you came, you can't possibly know the dangers of the path you're traveling on and where the hell you're about to go. So that all of this, so the People's Black Panther Party is conjuncting all of this on a political front. We work with the New African Independent Political Party, their People's Black Panther Party. Went to the conference with our dear brother Raheem who had the Panther Formation Conference in Pittsburgh, I was fortunate enough to go there and represent us. On the cultural front, on the defense front, I work with Gorilla Mainframe and trying to work with them in trying to get established the Panther Defense, uh, the PDF, to, to set up a defense for the Panthers. On our cultural front, we work closely with and whom I'm a member of, Shankori African Society. So we understand objective number one of the non-local objectives, building a strong black power movement that we're not so fooled in our thought to think that we as the People Black Panther Party are going to be the be-all and say-all of the black liberation movement. We understand that African people here in America are not a monolithic people, that we have different mindsets, different spiritual understandings, Different, uh, our culture varies from different ways in our households. But we understand the importance of having a movement that incorporates uh-huh. all of those. And don't, that they don't shun and belittle anyone, but that we're looking at it from a black perspective, an empowering perspective. And if that way that you're practicing isn't empowering to us as an African people, then we don't accept it. I was studying roaches, because you know, as us black people, man, we'd be plagued by them. And I was studying roaches, and I, I wondered why you couldn't kill roaches. You lay the boric acid out, you get the raid, whatever Ooh. poisons they use, and why yeah. it wouldn't exterminate all the roaches. And I found out about roaches, very interesting, that when roaches walk through that poison or have been sprayed by raid, when they go back to their nest, did you know mm-hmm. that other roaches come and block them? They won't allow that infected roach back into the nest. The other roaches come out and block the infected roach. If they smell raid on them, if he has walked through the boric acid, 
This is what we have to do when we see these Negroes infected by the poison of white supremacy and capitalism and imperialism and fascism and any other sickness that is anti-African. We must stop them from coming back to the nest poisoning Uh, our children. That's right. They must be stopped. And this is exactly what's happening. But what do we do? We embrace it. The rappers. Mm -hmm. And then come in and find out they sick as hell. Pedophiles. Blatant homosexuals. Corporate America. Come in and get the biggest, the best, and the brightest. Pull Pull them out of our communities. And then teach them some old shit like, some old stuff like the crabs in a barrel. Don't go back to your people that crabs in a barrel. I tell them, that's not a crab in a barrel. That crab in that barrel reaching up is not trying to pull you back in the barrel. He's trying, he's asking you to pull him out of the barrel. He's saying, don't leave me in the barrel. Pull me out. But I tell him, if the crab only knew what was waiting for him, he'd let go. Because the only thing waiting for him is a boiling pot. Oh, yeah. So it's not, he's not trying to pull you down. So they come take it, they take our biggest and our brightest and they put them football stars and basketball stars. Mm-hmm. And tell them to stay, give them uh, coaches. This is what they're doing to NBA players now. They got coaches, teach them how to wear, wear suits and talk proper. You can't go back, turn your hat around, son. You can't wear that. You can't do this. Like Manson was saying, they condemn the youth's form of rebellion. I work with the young man. I asked one of the young brothers. I said, young brother, I said, little homie, why you wear your pants down with your butt hanging out? Young brother told me so the world could kiss his ass. So what he told me. I said, I wear my pants hanging my ass out so the world can kiss it. They ain't did nothing for me. This is the sentiment of our young people. Mm. He's telling the world to kiss his behind. What have y'all done for me but condemn? Let police mm. murder me. Let the school system fail me. Let my father fail, oh, yeah. and I don't know where he is. And you as black men want to tell me about pulling my pants up? Go find that nigga. Black Paul. Tell that nigga to come back home. Throw me yeah. something. Right on. That's what they're saying? Yes, sir. Talk to me. And that's another thing. I definitely want to use that analogy when they saying, you know, he telling the world to kiss his ass. Well, we have instead you go by and pull his pants up. We haven't built anything to make our young people secure. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, white people, are, when you when you go and, and you look at white folks and, and, and you pick them up, they have the dumbest damn jobs that you ever will imagine. And and, and you and you take them as you know, as a, as a, as a part time taxi driver. And you take them to their house, they're in big five, six bedroom houses. And you ask them, what do you do? Oh, well, I am the, um, the coordinator, executive coordinator of the liability risk um, assessment program. What the fuck is that? Well, what I basically do is just make sure there's <laughs> right. no risk. What kind of, they find a job for this crack, and she's laid back. Um, uh, called on Monday. Oh, what was this? Just Monday morning, I just got back in the office. Uh, let me get back with it on Tuesday. Well, give us to Wednesday. Then, when, well, the weekend's coming, so we'll do it again. On, this is how laid back they are. They find uh-huh. a job, but yet a black man got to go out and, and put on a monkey suit. Like I say, do a monkey for a hunky and put on his monkey suit. And go out there and here's my resume. Master, I was a good nigga. 
here I is, and, and, and be real, you know, proper, because we uh-huh. constantly are going out buying women, going out possibly buying Lucci, I mean, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Michael Kors, you know, buying the top, you know, top best thing the white man had on iPhone, iPhones, you want an iPhone 6, iPhone 7? What the hell do you want your telephone? You, you, you buying seven, eight hundred dollar phones, but yet we have no businesses to leave our young people. Mm-hmm. No, no cars that depreciate as soon as you drop off the lot. Yet we don't have land, we don't have buildings, we don't have stores, we don't have you know schools, we don't have infrastructure, so we can you know do something for the young people mm-hmm. as they begin to come up. Each generation got to start over again. They, he got to start off, start off from scratch and work his way. By the time he died, he done spent all his money on, 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 on making white folks rich. And then now his son got to start over. And, and then you wonder why we're angry and why we're in the condition we're in today. That, that, that has to That's be right. something we have to start trying to build something That's true. For, the, for the next generation. That's right. You know? That's right. It's, it's called a protracted <clears throat> struggle. But you know, building something, the the the, and I agree wholeheartedly with you, brother minister, chief. But the, the it 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 goes back to what you were saying, back to a sense of morals and ethics. You see, taking our value of what we call success and prosperity, and us determining that, the act of self determination. When we look up self determination is a person or an individual, a group or a collective of people, define themselves. So we must defy success for ourselves. See, we've allowed other people to determine the success factor for us, so we don't have the bins to give them. We don't have the uh, $150 sneakers to give them. The pants that cost five and six hundred, the shirts that cost three and four hundred, the watches that cost twelve and fifteen hundred. That's what they define success. Uh-huh. But when success, it goes back to when the father or the mother coming on earning the fruits of your labor by your hands. When a man was defined by the calluses on his hands, see, brothers now get manicures. They looking more beautiful than the sisters. Nigga don't have a callus on his hand. Don't know what a callus is. Right. You know, I'm I'm from that era where you used to be scared of a big black callus hand. That's what you didn't want to see coming your way. Because you knew you'd have messed up. Right on. You see? So, we find that our young men are starting to not defy, and I'm not going to speak for the young women. I will let our sister, Sister Angel, who has so graciously been with us throughout this thing, to speak on that. But I'll speak for the young men to start to take on these ways of women. When you go out, I heard someone say this and, and equate it to a woman. So when you go after a woman, what does she do? She goes in her purse. She gets a knife. She gets a mace. She gets a taser. She goes for a weapon. This is what a woman does. And rightfully so. So men have become so woman, so feminized, so womany, mm-hmm. that before they're not like we used to be in the playground, toe to toe. You win some, you lose some. But the first thing they do is go for a weapon. Sure do. These brothers can't take a punch in the face. 
It used to be, we used to call them battle badges, battle scars. We showed them off when I was coming up, man. Look, I got my head busted. Look here, brother, I got stitches on the lip. That was a badge of honor. You was a bad boy. Now, these pretty boys, they don't got, they got tattoos on their face. They don't even, you can't even, they won't even take a punch. Right, right. You see? So, so they starting to, women are so the whole understanding has become mm-hmm. twisted and turned upside down. And we have to start to implement. I'm not just going to say us as men. I always hear men need to stand up and be men. Men and women, the whole community, have to come together. One of the things that we're going to have on one of the shows is our first um, elder to the elder advisory board, and I'm honored to say is my mother, I am so honored to say that, has accepted the invitation to sit on that board. One of the shows is going to be on the black family and the importance of black family structure and how that contributed to the demise of the black nation. Because nations and societies are built on black families. And I can't think of a better person to bring that across as one who has was in the movement, was a panther, was a leader. When my father was incarcerated, took over the uh, party, raised the son to be a part of the movement, and witnessed the COINTELPRO and the destruction and the split and separation of the black family. I, I, I'm looking forward to that lecture. I'm looking forward to that, that program. Myself, I can't wait. And I live through I, it, shit, and I can't wait to hear it again. I can't wait to hear it either, brother. Black <laughs> right on, brother. So right on. this is what we this is what we're um comparing about. So we have to get in this thing. And rounding into our last minutes, I wanna go through and let everybody have a say. We have eleven minutes. I'm gonna start with our beautiful national field marshal, brother Shakur. Brother Shakur, thank you, man, for taking the time. I know you're busy out doing your thing, brother. You off in uh you out you you back home in Compton? Uh, but I'm out in the fields, brother. I got boots on ground okay. right now. Okay, you all in the field. You know, our brother on that West Coast, representing that West Coast, holding it down. Definitely want to thank you, um, to my homie. Brother, you want to share some words with us, man? We got like 10 minutes. Take a couple minutes. You want to share anything with the people from the National Field Marshal, the People's Black Panther Party? Yes, sir. Uh, I would like to thank everybody, all the listeners, man, and uh, I appreciate the knowledge, the wisdom, and understanding that you done delivered. And with that being said, big brother, united we live, divided we die. Right on, brother. All power to the people, African power to an African people. Let me go All to my sister Angel out of that Florida, man. Proud to have you as a member, repping that Southeast, which is which which right now I'm the um regional representative, but I'm I'm looking forward to you coming on in doing your ninety days, doing your things, because I'm looking for some southeast representatives. Up under Wanda Scott, who is our Florida representative. I believe she's on the line somewhere. Thank you, Wanda Scott, for the wonderful work that you're doing, Queen. Man, keep up the work. Uh, Sister Angel, would you like to share something with us and share something with the people in the name of the People's Black Panther Party? Yes, I just want to encourage everybody just to stay strong, keep a strong will, and just want to do right and love one another and just come together. Right on. Right on, right on. Wait a minute, okay, we got some lines lighting up, and I was a little late, not 10 minutes, and I'm sorry if I didn't see it. Let's go to uh, 772-3181. I got like nine minutes. You want to share something with us? Hey, Black Power, this is Sister Wanda. I've been on the line. Black Power, Sister Wanda. How you doing? Um, um, 
uh, everybody, peace and blessings to everyone. And I've gained so much knowledge. Uh, I just wanted to hear and uh, learn. And um, I, I hear you, Sister Angel, breath. All right. All right. That's my sister. That's my sister That's right fine. there. Welcome, right welcome. I, I don't have much to say. I'm just listening, listening and learning. Right on. Right on. Well, we definitely, um, Sister Scott, we want to definitely thank you for the work that you're doing, man. Keep up the good work, getting the people, bringing them in. Because this is tedious work. You know, this is some tedious work. There's nothing romantic about it. There's nothing, I mean, you know, there's no awards waiting at the end of the road. There's no parades, no ticker tape parades, no fan club. In fact, a lot of times and most times, and Shakur can attest to this, you will find yourself despised, hated, slandered, lied against. I mean, some of the worst things that you could find. You will see some of the worst behavior out of African people. You'll be like, damn, okay, I expected this from my enemy, but damn. I never would have thought this came from a brother or a sister. Right you know, yeah. and, and it comes when you're doing the work It will come So Wanda, Sister Scott, yeah. man, thank you Thank you for being a great, a strong Florida representative I look forward to working with you Strongly in the future Building some things I definitely want to plug you with our Minister of um, National Minister of Politics For the work you're doing locally down there And building a community And see how we can take that locally that plan you're doing locally, and maybe even get you on some type of program that we can spread that nationally throughout other states. The other states that we have signed on board, man. I'm one of those people that believe in utilizing every brother and sister, every comrade to the extent of the, I mean, to to the utmost, until you're tired and say, listen, brother chairman, I need to take a break. You know, that type. Thanks. So I, I really love and appreciate you coming on. Let's go to, uh, in our last minute, let's go to my brother, Answer Sanjata. I'm sorry, did someone want to say something? Okay. Thank let's you. go to my brother, Master Sanjata. Chief, we got like seven minutes, brother. Take take some of the minutes, man, to, to, to drop some closing on us, Minister. Well, oh, yeah, let me just say, you know, um, it's time for us as a people to get back to our Africanity. It's time to remember that, you know, you, you you got to be like Ali, you know, and make that compact. You can't accept a whooping from a cracker and not stand up and regain who you are again because they've done everything to take away from you who you are. And so, therefore, when you don't know who you are, where you're going, you're just wandering around. And, and you're in a and you're in a wandering mindset. You're in a wandering mindset, thinking that if I vote for a cracker Hillary Clinton or a cracker Donald Trump, is it gonna make things better? We've been Republicans after Reconstruction. Most of us are Republicans. We've been Democrats. We've been Christians. We've been Muslims. You know what I'm saying? We've been Buddhists. Nothing's worked. You know what I'm saying? In this white man's paradigm, except the only thing that will work is us coming back. To an African mindset United understand who your enemy is Your enemy is white supremacy And you must fight against it at all costs And the way you fight about it Is knowing who you are And tapping back into your African roots Black power Black power Black power power. And and, and we definitely appreciate that Coming from our um, national brother Was just named 
like last was it last week, Phil Marshall, like last week or some brother was named National Minister. But I I couldn't be more pleased with that. It is an honor to be able to serve with the brother on both fronts now, not just in San Corey African society, but also in the Panther Party, man. It's great, it's wonderful. Let me with this with these closing remarks, let me just, you know, echo the sentiment of Angel and Chief and our national field marshal to keep up the good work. Keep up the fight. And it's just that, brothers and sisters, it's a fight. It is a fight. Like I said before, there's nothing glamorous about it. It hurts physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, a lot of times economically. It hurts because we're going to be calling on on all of those things. But if we have a true love for African people and we want to see us get out of the situation that we're in, then we would be willing to sacrifice, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for people's Black Panther Party. I don't. I'm, I'm under no disillusionment. I don't think that I'm going to be as large as Nation of Islam, the Moors, Marcus Honorable Marcus. I'm not even looking for that. If that happens, all praises do. You know, it's 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 divine. If it happens, it's divine ordainment. Right. You know, but what I am looking for are those serious brothers and sisters who are willing to go that extra mile. When the road is rocky and tough, when the limbs are weary, when the vision is wavering, when you just feel like you can't take, you can't go another inch, you somehow muster the strength. You somehow reach deep down inside, and you find it in you to take that one more step. Because that, brothers and sisters, may be the step that changes the world. That, brothers and sisters, may be the step that changes the world. So with that, as your national chairman, Brother Yang and Krumah, I love you with a sincere, with a sincere love. And I only want to see the best for you as I feel that vibration and that energy coming from you, that you only want to see the best for me and the best for African people here in in, in, in America. And I'm going to close with... No, you know what? I'm not going to close with that. I I know what I'm going to close with. I'm going to close with what I open my uh, what I open my central committee meetings with. Give me one moment. And okay, I thought it was. Speak your heart, brother. Speak your heart, big brother. You said what? I said, speak your heart, brother. Close, Mr. Hart. Speak my heart. I'm gonna. Let me see. I have it. What I want to. What I want to close with. Um. Okay. Let me get it right here. What I close with. I'm gonna close with what I open my centrals with, and what I'll probably start open my the radio program with. I'm gonna close with our pledge. I pledge allegiance to my African people. I pledge to develop my mind and body to the greatest extent possible. I will learn all that I can in order to give my best to my people in their struggle for liberation. I will keep myself physically fit, building a strong body free from drugs and other substances which weaken me and make me less capable of protecting myself my family, and my black brothers and sisters. I will unselfishly share my knowledge and understanding with them in order to bring about a change more quickly. I will discipline myself 
to direct my energies thoughtfully and constructively rather than wasting them in idle hatred. I will train myself never to hurt or allow others to harm my black brothers and sisters. For I recognize that we need every black man, woman, and child to physically, mentally, and psychologically be strong. These principles I pledge to I pledge to practice daily and to teach them in order to unite my people. All powers to the peoples and African power to an African people with African love. Black power. Black power. Black power. Black power. Black power. 